Two men on a mission down the rabbit hole of the thoughts that keep you awake at 3 a.m. Welcome to Dose of Dysfunction. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dose of Dysfunction. I'm your life coach, and I am here with the resident redneck. Howdy, y'all. And once again, everybody's left us to our own devices. They're brave. Yeah, it is brave. I mean, <laughs> you think if about... I was ever worried about two people possibly causing some serious mischief, this it was, there's two guys in this room right now. <laughs> yeah, so the the comment the other day, I had a few people, and this guy was like, this is the crew right here, the four of us to Vegas. And one of the guys was like, well, didn't we just experience it? And it was the other three, and they, oh, they yeah. had. And he, and he's like, yeah, but Casey takes it to a whole nother uh-huh. level. And I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. But that makes you feel like when people hear some of the stories, then you're like, now there's an expectation. Of, oh, I know. Like, yeah, it's bad. It's, it's almost like you have to perform. Right, but all every story and thing I have like that, like there's the groups they go out like to, right? They go out and we've, they're gonna have this crazy. night. <laughs> I, well, I understand. We've like, had this night. <laughs> I, I, I get that, but you have the groups that they go out. They're looking for this night, right? And one person in the group is going to intentionally cause this night. Here's the problem when it when it's forced it's worse it's not good right it turns out poorly every time i go anywhere i don't ever go with the intention of shit happening i don't well it's like i see and you're the guy that like you go to the bar and then shit just becomes fun and funny and goofy i'm the guy that goes out to the bar and then somebody like bumps into me and then feels like they need to attach their life story to me and it's some weird, random, fucking just off the wall person. You're like, I, I don't know. The only reason that I'm stuck listening to this person is because I'm like, I have no idea how you haven't died yet. Explain to me the story on how you lost your arm, though. You know, <laughs> I'm like, this is intriguing. You also have one eye, a patch that says fuck your mom on it. You know, I mean, like just all this stuff. And it's like, why me? Every fucking time why me everybody else bumps into somebody and there's their soulmate for the rest of their life i bump into this guy and i'm like oh you need what you you need a hooker stripper or hooker shoes (laughs) i know a guy who lives in a van down by the river you know like i just i know this guy and everybody's like what the fuck how do you know him i'm like that was a good night downtown (laughs) we had drinks one night yeah Wait, how, what, how, look, dude saddled up next to me during the bar. I, I was too yep. nice to be like, go away. I don't want to talk to you. So right. I listened to their story. But, you know, when you get to, that's the thing. I've always made the joke that the freaks find me. Yeah. And I say that in the most lovable way. I'm not hating on it. I just, just oddball people tend to find me. Yeah. I, it's ridiculous. And I don't know if it's because I'm just accepting of, I think it's because you're bubbly. I do not find myself bubbly. For me, I feel like it's the weird, oh, I can fit in with that guy. Like, they look at me and they're like, he gives zero fucks about. Yeah, right. I can fit in with that guy. He'll he'll 
be 100% legit. Because there's a balance you have to strike there. You can't be the unapproachable guy, mm-hmm. right? Because, right. I mean, you're the bearded redneck guy, but nothing about you says, mm, I can't go talk to that guy. Like, right. I'm, I'm not talking to him. So yeah. you're not... Other than this persona that you guys always give me for being racist, we're really not that bad. No, you're not. But I think that's the fun of it is you're like, hey, hold hey. on. Let me ask my racist friend. Yeah. And I'm like, really? I'm like, really? <laughs> it's just because you identify as a redneck. So we automatically are like, hey, let's go get the racist redneck because like yeah. the two have to coincide yeah. with It's each not other. even the resident redneck at that point. Yeah, it's yeah. the racist redneck. Oh, Thanks, but- guys. I'm glad you renamed me. I think I've referred to you before as the lovable racist. (laughs) My jokes aren't all that offensive. No. But some of them can be a little racy. Yeah. Right? Well, I've always thought that, but I've always throughout my life been the guy that I say something, or when I make a joke, it's funny, but I I also make the jokes that I think go past people. Like, I'm like, this is fucking hilarious, and I tell them, and I get the... The, what the fuck is so funny about you, this? Well, the deer in the head's, headlight look. Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen you do it. Too. Yeah. You've done it to me before, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm lost. Yeah, it's it's the weird <laughs> sense of humor. You're giggling like school girl. I'm like, I don't This is why I could spend all the time in the coma. I would just be watching my own stand-up act where I'm the only one that got the jokes. <laughs> well, so this this is like the Hangover movie. Oh, yeah. That's what this whole, like... Everybody wants to set up that one night to go party and be stupid and wake up in the morning and not have to puzzle it back together. Right. I've been there. I've done this. It's, yeah, I mean, whatever. Eventually it gets old because you just want to be able to put your shoes on without having to go search the fucking property. You know? (laughs) Right. But, no, I've done the, I've been the sober one that's had to chase somebody through Vegas. Oh, fuck that. (laughs) I mean, I've, I've been there, been in the spots where it was like, and not that I didn't do that to you, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's, well, and, yeah, I was the one putting everybody in Uber cars that night. Yeah, well, see, but that's always the problem for me. I'm one of those is I don't cut loose a lot, right? So when I do, it's we should talk some trash on Ian for that night right now because he's not here to defend himself. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and it was a rough night for him that night, was it? I don't remember being all that rough. Actually, I think it was rougher for his ride home's car than it was for him. <laughs> his or the trash can at the bar for the uh, unmet, unaired, uh, legendary Redbeard. Oh, yeah, yeah, that poor bastard. I got war wounds that I didn't even realize until I was at home the next day, and my dog's licking like, my no, leg, and I'm like, back to yourself over the fucking <laughs> yeah, the horseshoe pit. Yeah, I'm standing in the kitchen talking to my wife the next day, and my dog keeps licking my leg. And I'm like, dude, knock it off. I smack him away. I look down, and I got road rash all the Uh way down. I'm like, huh, I don't remember how that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I know, and it's, it's a lot of why I don't drink a lot. I'm either I love you, man. Like, I get it. I'm the sappy cinema. I love everybody, you man. And I don't want to be that guy. So, or I'm the handful. I'm in a good mood. Oh, yeah. You're just the jolly green giant. Yeah. That's what I referred to you as that night because everybody, 
how do you deal with him? I'm like, who? And they're like, that one. I'm like, the Jolly Green Giant? And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. Did you not see him haul me around here for a half hour by my neck? Yeah. <laughs> Poor bad. I've hauled a few people around by their neck. Come on. Let's do it. Yeah. It's like the, the kid with the new puppy. Yeah. You got a hold of him in your arm and you're just walking around. Look at my puppy. Well, what it is, I think I become, you uh, for all those not offended by Looney Tune cartoons, um, the abominable snowman. Oh, he yeah. He picks up. He's the only one that ever catches bugs, right? He yeah. catches him. And it's the, I love you and hug uh. you and pet you <laughs> and feed you and call you George. I turn into that one where I like, I get my arm around you. And it is. It's funny. I've got that loosened up dead weight muscle because I won't say I'm the biggest, baddest, toughest guy. I'm right. a big dude, but you put that weight in a relax it a little bit and it's like i don't care who you are i'm dragging you around with I know, me i know 230 pounds and i was like a fucking flag on a stick so well i did Fuck. it to two guys in texas i had my arm around each one of them because they had to walk me out of the bar and yeah it's, it's always funny when the littler guys are like oh we'll help him out of here and then you turn around and you've got both of them in headlocks right. like no we're going back in yeah. here like, no, no 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 and they can't stop yeah, it's, it's more like you might be supporting me right now, but I will use you yeah. both as at any, walkers. At any point in time, my brain decides we're flipping around. Guess what? We're flipping around. Yeah. No. It's amazing what you can do with a hip check. I found that out the hard way. Yeah, I can move some shit if I want yeah, to Yeah, no some shit. shit. I'm like, damn. I never felt like a hay bale before in my life, but I do now. I really want to know the, the, the little video. I really... I said something about milking a pig and it being magical, and I I want to know. What you, okay, I can't yeah, remember. So Jordan showed me a video. I thought I was I, milking a goat. I think is what no. We, I don't remember how the, the conversation started. But. He showed me the video, and I was again. I was trying to do a voice or something too, because it wasn't normal voice. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Casey turns into multiple people. <laughs> I don't know who I was trying to make fun of in the moment, but I'm talking about. Have you ever milked a pig? it's magical and and that's the only part of the clip he has and i'm like what the fuck where did we get this conversation from i want to know how i got there yeah i don't i couldn't fucking tell you i walked home that night because the bar wasn't very far from where i was living Uh, well i wasn't very far from home but yeah no i had to uber and it's a good thing it took me 20 minutes i think something like that it might have taken longer, if, but it felt like 20 minutes to me. I was just walking down the side of the fucking State Street. <laughs> what blew me more away about that was how much we drank to how much we actually paid for drinking it. Yeah, but this, this goes back to tipping and fast food and all that stuff. If you take care of your bartenders... They will take care of you. Well, they must, because all it was was like, here's my card, close my tab. I don't even know who all I was buying drinks for, and I was like, 80 bucks. Oh, yeah. Nothing for what I know I drank. Oh, yeah. I think we, because it was like four bottles of rum and a, I can't remember if it was a 12 pack or a 24 pack of fucking beer. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, we, we hammered out some alcohol that night. And, Oh, I know I came home smelling like a well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, But it was one of those, like, 
I got see, and the funny part was I was the highly functioning one that got everybody into the Ubers and everything else, and then I walked home. And I don't really remember much of the walk home other than me playing chicken on State Street to try to get to the other side. <laughs> and, and then a lot I remember of have been laying hit down on State Street. Oh, I know. Yeah, no, it was Frogger for sure. <laughs> but um, then I remember like walking through the door and getting ready for bed, and then that was that. And I was right. like, "Huh, that was a pretty quick walk home." Car's like, "Why didn't you get home till four? I was like. Oh shit! <laughs> Maybe that took a little longer than I thought. Yeah, yeah. No, I. It, and it's funny too because you do you have like four or five different impersonations you you try to throw on people. One of them is a redneck, and I don't know who, where, or why he comes out, but he is definitely from Nevada. Oh yeah, from the sagebrush of Nevada. <laughs> well, it's, um, it's been a little time there chasing. Yeah. Chase it, but it, it's funny because it sounds redneck, kind of like me, but then it goes into like this whole other dialect of redneck that I'm like, yeah, you don't ever go full redneck if you're not full redneck. <laughs> like, you know, if that's not who you are, you don't ever go full redneck. <laughs> and, and that's where you were, and I'm just like, all right, cut her down there, Billy Bob. <laughs> and then uh, then there's the I Love You Man we, we met at the end of the night that night. Oh, yeah, that's about right. Um, And I... Not that you confessed your love for me all that much, but it was kind of funny. Oh, I love you, man. It was no. Very generic, very simple. I was like, okay, we've hit the broken record stage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. I got... I, I, I definitely have that in me. That's, again, part of, too, why I, I won't go do that very often because I don't want to be that guy. Right, like, right. I know nobody, most people, I'm guessing I'm fun enough the rest of the time that people can get over the, like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah they, they pass yeah. up on the I love you. Either that or that's the part where they've already dumped you off in your hotel room and they've gone to do whatever, go to theirs and shit. Yeah. And that's when it comes down and you're just like, I love this pillow. <laughs> yes, sweet. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> I love the back of my eyelids. Yeah. Then yeah. we met uh, we met the six-year-old Casey who drags the puppy around the yard. And, oh, look at the puppy. And, yeah, we met that one. Oh, um, yeah. Or Lenny. Lenny. Call him Lenny from Mice and Men. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm pretty certain at any point in time, if I had slipped and you'd have moved the wrong direction, I'd have been in a fucking pine box at the end of the night. <laughs> I mean, I had enough wits about me and I could pick up enough weight i probably would have been okay but if we'd have fell down it would have fucking sucked i can tell you <laughs> yeah, that much somebody would have gotten hurt <laughs> yeah well you did get hurt but you weren't attached to me when you fucking ate shit so well, apparently i didn't notice yeah and then there's clumsy casey well, you yeah. tripped over every motherfucking thing like most drunk people will trip over two things and then they'll stop like just all just stop and look down at the ground like they're contemplating what the fuck they're doing. No, I'm a life fucking choices. freight train. No, you, yeah, you're just like <laughs> tripped over this, ran into that, slammed into this guy, spilled that beer, fell down, landed in the horseshoe pit. And it's like, well, lucky you didn't get penetrated. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for dumb luck, I wouldn't have any luck. You're right. No. But the reason I say take care of your bartenders is because and I, we will get him on the show at some point in time. But I like to call this gentleman the legendary Redbeard. <laughs> I love the legendary Redbeard. The legendary Redbeard. 
Um, he, uh, <laughs> he got so blasted. And he's the one who bought food at the beginning of the night, too. He bought and had pizza delivered and all that yeah. shit, right? Um, and then got so blasted that he threw up in the trash can and on the fence. Oh, yeah, we got him. Tanked. Oh, he was hammered. And uh, he was hammered puppy shit at this point. <laughs> and uh, the the bartender only cut him off. Because normally, if you don't take care of your bartenders, they'll cut all of you off and kick you out. Fuck you, get out of my bar. Uh, this gentleman we had fed pizza to at the beginning of his shift because he didn't have enough time to get Eat. food on yeah. his way to work. And uh, so we hooked him up with a couple of slices of pizza. He only cut off the legendary red beard. <laughs> And he didn't necessarily cut him off, more or less only sold to us. Right. Who continued to feed him. <laughs> um, no, he did eventually cut me off. Did he? Yeah, he cut me off towards the end of the night. I only know that because I, I hit that level of still functioning, but totally probably blacked out. No idea. And then I started coming back to where I actually have some memories in there oh that's right we had to have what's her face uh, jordan's significant other um buy booze after for you and you or i because i know i bought you a couple that was like yeah i need two oh for who um me (laughs) yeah well but that's even ian i kept every time they come around i just kept buying his drinks i was like no you're drinking no you're drinking it wasn't an option yeah poor old just ian got fucking just hammered (laughs) i was gonna say my favorite was when he he says the next day he's like was i smoking yeah Yeah, that's That's how you know you fucked somebody up. (laughs) Yeah. Dude doesn't smoke at all. And he's like, I'll take one of those. Yeah. I. Oh, my God. See, but that made me pretty happy is I smoked for 10, 11 years. Quit cold turkey and have never had one. And still somehow managed to not smoke in those situations because that's prime craving i know you grabbed one as a prop at one point in time and you actually hit yourself in the face with it (laughs) and i was like okay but you had it like backwards and you broke it and i'm like well that was expensive like you know i mean that was you know prices were going up man (laughs) jam that motherfucker into your cheekbone and i was like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) it was a good i don't remember what the joke was but it was funny we all laughed but I really laughed at the fact that you had tobacco all over the side of your face. Probably. I can <laughs> I can only imagine. Like, Yeah, the dude who comes out in those, I'm, those instances, I'm just like, is I, I'm glad I don't know him. It would probably, because if I knew him, I'd probably be like, nope, never happening again. Never happening again. <laughs> and I know I've had those moments. I remember once, uh, I, again, another eh, dude was so weird, but liked to hang out with me. But we'd go, and I wasn't 21 at the time, and he was, and he'd come grab me at times, especially, like, on the weekend. We'd go cruise around, and he'd do the whole downtown thing and that, but we would stop and get Mickey's. Mickey's leave nasty hangovers. (laughs) 
They they do, but we'd sit there. And so I'd be, he'd be cruising around and he'd kind of drink, but not really, right? I would just be putting down Mickey's right and left as we're driving down, just fucking <laughs> hammering my way through. And I remember once he dropped me off and, uh, yeah, this was, this is before I met my wife or anything. Uh, I decided I was going to introduce myself to the neighbors. Oh God. And we lived in this apartment and there were two college girls next to us. And I decided at that point that I, I was going to go you had enough liquid courage. Oh yeah. I was just going to go. And I, I vaguely remember sitting in their living room, talking to them like on the floor. I think I gave, and I had a Mickey's and I think I gave one of them my Mickey's and then they were like, yeah, we got to go. They, they humored me. And then they sent me home, right? Because they're like, we got to go pick up a friend or something. They sent me home. We got to get weird drunk guy out of our apartment. Right. Well, apparently weird <laughs> drunk guy, according to my roommate, came back a couple of times. No, they had to bring you home multiple times. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and didn't call the cops. This is So I must be entertaining enough and harmless enough that people are like. Yeah, hey, you're not very threatening. I'll tell you that much. I mean, right. there was. There was one point in time where you sat down at a table and were telling jokes to people, but where you had sat down pissed this guy off because his girlfriend or date was right there and laughing at your jokes and shit, and it made him angry. And I was like, well, this is going to end in one of two ways. Either they're going to get, he's going to get butthurt enough that they leave, or we're going old school bar brawl real fast because there was what five five of us and i think there was like six of them but i think it was three guys three gals i can't remember exactly but i don't know i was drunk enough the look on pink shirt boy's face (laughs) was fucking priceless (sighs) and and she was giggling and laughing at everything you said and more or less like you're complete joke because you sat down and you're just being good i'm just the dumb drunk guy and it's yeah but it's entertaining enough that you're not like, okay, go away. Right. I, I think I tow that, that line That was right well. after the I'm milking a pig thing. Oh, shit. And so you kind of carried that conversation into theirs, and they were just like, where did this fucking guy come from? Well, and I'm loud. <laughs> like, in, mo- in most instances in life, I'm not that loud. But when, yeah, I'm the loud dude when I start mm-hmm. drinking. I, I, and I get that. But going back to. The- oh, yeah, everybody knew what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. And I don't care. Loud, I was loud. I mean, I'm loud in general, right? And then you, you walk around with the don't give a fucks. It takes me a few drinks to get the don't give yeah. a fucks. But you get two guys loud with the don't give a fucks, and when the entourage of other drunk guys, it's pretty fun. Oh shit! Well, it wasn't long after I was going to college at the time, um, and I'm walking across the campus. And out of the blue, I walk by, not even paying attention. And this girl's like, hey, Casey, how are you doing? And I'm like, fine. And, and I just kind of <laughs> keep walking. And I'm like, what What the fuck? Uh, and it wasn't clicking, wasn't clicking until later I ran into her at the apartment and realized, oh, fuck, that's my next door neighbor <laughs> that I went over to. Yeah, because I was like, at that point, horribly embarrassed, right? I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't going to walk 
if I heard them at all and I had to go somewhere, I would wait until I heard the door shut to there. You know, I just, I didn't mortify. Yeah, I didn't want to run into them for the life of me. I was like, I don't know what I said. You know, I no. Um, well, and then they, uh, my roommate once, they were having like a party and he went over there. He's like, come on, let's go over there. Because, you know, it was obviously kind of like a party. And I'm like, no, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm staying in the apartment. And uh, he comes back later and he's like, well, they asked where you were. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm not. No. No, don't need that again. No, I. Yeah, I got brought home. Well, I like to go out to the bonfire and get hammered out there, right? There's always a good time, whether you're having fun. Oh, or bonfires are whatever, great. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And one morning I remember, so this is going to lead me to the question I want to ask you. Okay. Um, I woke up the next morning after this big bonfire in the front yard of our house at that where I was living and the sprinklers are what woke me up. But the mailman had knocked on the front door and woke up one of my roommates and was like, Hey, just so you know, there's a guy sleeping in your front lawn um, in his underwear with his cowboy boots on and his hat on his face. But if he, if somebody doesn't get him in here, it's supposed to be like 90 degrees today. He's going to be sunburnt to hell. <laughs> and about that time, the sprinklers had kicked on and woke me up. And I went walking through the house in my heart boxer printed shorts. boxer oh, that's shorts. fucking hilarious. My cowboy boots. And yeah. So the question is, where is the strangest place you've woke up after a night of drinking? Believe it or not, I'd, I've always woke up in a bed. Really? I. You are lucky. I either, I mean, I'm, uh, nah, I've, I've slept on a few, eh, not so much couches. I've been passed out on before. Um, been drinking with somebody and hanging out and didn't even sleep together, but they passed out like literally right on top of me. Like, so I woke up and I had another person who had slept I was the yeah. I was the bed. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" But that was wake up at the bottom of a dog pile, right? I just that was. But again, that was like now it it may have caused me breathing problems, but back then I I was actually smaller than I am now, but probably in way better shape, so I could handle having you know another human on my chest all night, right? (laughs) But. I, no, I've always managed to, because most of the time, if it wasn't, no shit, because even in probably one of the worst hangovers, probably the second worst hangover I've ever had was in Nashville. It qualified as a two-dayer, and they threw me in a cab from the bar. Like, I rem- I vaguely yeah. remember leaving. They pushed me into the cab. Uh, we got back to the room, and it was some dude paid for the cab that i didn't even know i was just told hey we're leaving get in the you know like pushed in the cab and then they ditched this guy the other people i was with ditched him (laughs) threw me in the cab knowing it was going back to the hotel we were at uh i get back to the hotel and uh again if you've never been to 
the Opryland Hotel and Resort. It's an extraordinarily long walk from the front doors to whatever room you have. <laughs> and it is not exactly, it's confusing. Because there's right. an indoor atrium, you split off all these ways. Trust me, if you're drunk, the light, and you are now past, because this isn't 24-hour land like a Vegas hotel where it's all lit up, right? Shit's dark. Like, they, yeah. sh- they shut the lights yeah. off. You know, you, there's it's dimly lit, but people aren't supposed to be wandering around at that time. Yeah. I made it from the front to my room somehow, and I have no idea how. Muscle I memory. Got, yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think that's the key. I have pretty amazing muscle memory. And I'm, I'm normally, I think it is because I haven't always been home when I've, Right. Right. And I'm one of these people where I don't like to I don't like to be in foreign places that much or feel out of control. Uh, So I have an ability in there. I didn't say it was the best, but I have this innate survival (laughs) ability of like I I can get back to where I can pull it together long enough to get me where I need to be. Right. And then once my brain decides, okay, you're safe. It shuts me down. It shuts off. Yeah, it says, okay, we can stop now. Yeah, that being said, I I have a good ability of getting myself to somewhere. Yeah, the we all have different things in our brains. I would tell you the the drunk though, that level of drunk for me, I would tell you that leads a little bit to the life coach. Because I've done like the bonfire thing. Um, and I'll be the dude once I start drinking, I'll be ready to dole out advice. (laughs) even if you already know i'll be the one telling you dr phil yes all the shit you should do i did it once with normally my problem is is it's not that i i drink so much it's how fast i drink it to start right right so i'll get hammered you're the speed racer well yeah i mean i've had i know because you were like oh come on finish that one i'm like god damn it i suck it down real quick and it's like the second ones show up and i'm like all right, and I start to drink that one, and you're over there, done. I'm like, God damn it, Casey. <laughs> well, right. So, well, I mean, I had, uh, I mean, good drunk stories. I had my wife drop me off at, we were in a wedding. I haven't been in many weddings, but we were in a wedding once, and so the guy, kind of redneckish, actually, had his, took his truck out in the mud and all of this, and uh-huh. somehow I got roped into being in the wedding party, but he, he did a, or he had a bachelor party and his version of a bachelor party was they got a keg out in the middle of nowhere, fucking nowhere bonfire and drinking. And it was good beer. Um, but I probably had, I would, my wife had to work the next day. So she was the one that dropped me off. And, um, she, uh, she was like, really, like an hour she didn't need to be out too late so i was like that's cool an hour works right so in that hour i probably had seven or eight beers yeah and i don't care how big you are and that amount of time seven, right. seven or eight beers is gonna fuck you up pretty oh yeah good. oh yeah it's fun to go drink for drink with you because <laughs> it, it can get aggressive yes i i get competitive <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. like my competition doesn't you hit that level and i'll get competitive and i'm not a, a i'm really not a big drinker but i will binge drink with the best of them oh yeah in it well so all i remember was we're coming back and um 
the best thing I can liken this to is because we're going down these roads and it's 55, 65, you know, it's all highway type stuff yeah. getting back and you get kind of in town, but, and you got the street lights. Well, I was so fucked up at that speed. Everything was just whizzing by. Oh, the and Star so, Wars effect. Well, kind of the Star Wars effect, but what I likened it to was, um, if you remember the Atari when it came out yeah. to go, well, one of the games was pole position. Well, the better you got at pole position, like the faster it got faster, yeah. you went faster and faster and faster as you could. And that's what it felt like, you know, going right, home and right. everything just flashing by you and you're making turns. And yeah, so my poor wife gets me home and everything. Well, I get sick and it's and we lived in a little one bedroom house. Right. <laughs> and, and it was one bathroom. And I. I you could one two people could get in that bathroom but it was tight yeah it was literally sink toilet bath it was not even a shower it was a bath um so i ended up throwing up and then i passed out and i was literally half in the bathroom and half in the bedroom because of how it was right laying half in and my poor dog at the time i guess felt bad so he came and laid next to me <laughs> and my wife had a picture of me oh dad's not feeling good yeah half it literally on my back halfway out of the bathroom because it was not my legs hanging out the bathroom door it was my legs still in the bathroom and my torso <laughs> yeah, half I fell out of the shitter yeah half <laughs> out of the bathroom with the with my dachshund at the time curled up next to me, you know, <laughs> laying right, right by me. And I'm just like, you know, you get up and you're a little hungover and had some pizza and stuff like that. But yeah, that would be like, I would tell you starting because you know, they're getting married and I'd been married for just a little bit. Right. So of course I had advice just oh, flowing yeah. out of me. You well, know? that's why you're the life coach. Right. It I, may not be the best advice, but it's advice. Oh yeah. And you're going to get it. <laughs> Especially if there's alcohol involved. Uh huh. So, yeah. The, I, I would venture to because I've woken up. See, and my thing is like who I'm with. If I'm with a group of people, I'm like, okay, I'm comfortable with them. I don't know. I I might just end up somewhere because I'm just the kind of go with the flow guy. I would imagine if the two of us had more drinking moments, I would have some odd places I've woke up in drunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I've put people in this situation where they've woken up and they're like, um, where the fuck are we? And I've always seemed to remember where we are or have that like sense of like I could wake up and oh, fuck, we're at this place. Right. Um, but I've I unless the party was at our place, I would end up in the bed of a truck fast out because i'd always go to the place where there was nobody around because as soon as somebody's around and bullshitting or whatever i want to be in the conversation like i passed out in the bed of a truck one time and a couple guys had to take leak so what they do they ran over to the side of the truck they're both peeing on the back tire but they're talking to each other over the bed nobody paying attention to me laying inside the bed and one of them asked a question or whatever and i answered it <laughs> and they were like what the fuck and look around like, who the fuck? Yeah. So that for me, it's always the who I'm with that, you know, if I feel comfortable with who I'm with, then, you know, 
I could wake up in a million different fucking places. I actually woke up one time in a stranger's driveway in the bed of his truck. Oh, shit. Because I misread whose truck it was. <laughs> and um, I had to walk down his, like, quarter-mile driveway. Oh, no. After, so he realized that there was somebody in the bed of his truck, but not before driving, like, 37 miles from where he picked me up at. Uh, but I didn't know anybody around. Like I was abandoned at this point from my friends. And I'm like, uh, shit, seen a truck. And I was like, Oh, I know that truck. I know where that's going to be. You know what? I'll just talk to him when they get to the truck and see if they'll give me a ride to my pickup or whatever. You know, I'll sleep there for the rest of the time. And, uh, no, no wrong truck. <laughs> Um, but the guy said that he realized that he had picked up a traveler um, when him and his wife had got done eating. We were downtown. Oh, shit. And he was, they were on like their anniversary or some shit like that. And uh, they walked up and got in the truck. No big deal. But he had hit a bump at some point in time. And I moved like I repositioned myself in the bed. Oh, fuck. And he seen me and he was like, oh, shit. Somebody's passed out in the bed of my truck. Because I woke up the next morning with my head on a pillow and a blanket over top of me in the bed of this guy's truck. And it wasn't all that cold that night. So, I mean, it was just a blanket and a pillow like, fuck, let's hope the drunk guy doesn't, you know. Yeah. Do something stupid or whatever, right? And uh, the next morning, they woke up bright ass early and I was waking up as the sun came up. And he seen me moving around out there. So he came out and he was like, hey. And I'm like, I have no idea where I am. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's like, he's like, uh, I'm going to guess you uh, just were looking for a safe place to sleep or something. He's like, are you homeless? I'm like, no, I'm not homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I thought your truck was somebody else's truck. And I didn't have any of my friends around. And there was a lot of people. And I was looking for a place to hide because I was way too drunk. And he's like. I've been there <laughs> and uh, he actually ended up giving me a ride back into town to get my truck and shit. And yeah, so it was, uh, it was different. That was probably one of the sketchiest, you know, I was safe the whole time, mainly because the guy wasn't some serial killer or whatever, but you know, me, I'm like over there being all nervous and shit. Like I'm going to die. Oh, right. Well, I've so I haven't been on that. I've been on the other dude's end to a degree. Not you somebody woke up with drunk people in your house and well, shit. No, not in my house. But you know, again, the same little house that I lovingly called the crack house on the corner because that's what it looked right. like, in my right. opinion. I thought that's what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, weird people come to the door, but I remember one night we had drunk people show up a couple times. One showed up all freaking out. I think my wife called in a welfare check and stuff. Like, I mean, she's bawling and this and yeah, that. Yeah. And you could tell drunk. And actually, I think my wife knew one of the people that, like, she was related to or that and had, like, Facebook messaged him. And so she's, like, trying to – because a lot of times in the summertime and that, we had window ACs and stuff. But you'd we'd leave the door open in the front because we were up till all hours of the night. I mean, it wasn't right, uncommon to right. be up till 2 in the morning. So – and weren't worried about at that time animals running in or out, right? It wasn't a big yeah. deal. Um, so yeah, people wander into the house drunk, but 
we had once middle of winter and it was starting to snow drunk girl shows up on our doorstep barefoot oh and crying had gotten in some fight with somebody i think the boyfriend had kicked her out of the car or something had no shoes on whatsoever and of course opened the door and all that let her use the phone and she's struggling and then my wife's like you got to take her home I was like, ah, okay. Not that I have a problem taking somebody <laughs> home, but I didn't like the idea of, first and foremost, I was sober and everything, but God forbid I got pulled over for something. And I just didn't want the explanation process. Like, right. I, and right. I don't know this person. I didn't want to show up there to wherever they needed dropped off. And if she'd already been fighting with her boyfriend, I was like, ah, I really don't want any of this. But of course, the wife was like, Take her home. And I was like, right. Okay. So I did. And I, luckily I gave her a ride home because about four blocks down the road, there was a cop sitting there and you know, she would add all sorts of hassle, you know, oh, snowing yeah. Yeah. barefoot. It would have became it a, thing. Been a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And she only lived a few miles away, dropped her off, you know, dropped her off to her apartment and everything was good. And it was the thank you, you know, and not only that, I mean, You'd have to be drunk just to you're a younger girl getting in a stranger's car, right? Oh, yeah. You know, that's yeah. there's a lot of trusting there. And again, I think that goes back to I think for the most part when people see me that I'm not a big I'm a big dude, but I'm not a scary guy by any means. So. Right. But I've had that. I think the reason I've never really woke up in anywhere too crazy is because I, I normally you safe haven yourself. I do. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I'm, I'm so paranoid that that'll kick in. Well, and that's like, where I'm at now. I mean, I've fallen asleep in places where it's like I shouldn't have done that. You yeah. Know? I, well, and I remember the time in Nashville. I remember looking at at the bartender there and knew how trash I was, and I said, "Look, hey, I'm staying here. Will you, you know, just make sure I get in a cab and get there." If for whatever reason, you know, and they're like, yeah, we got you. Yep. But I, that kicked into my head and I was paranoid about it. So I made sure, you know, to cover my bases and stuff like that. And yeah, no, I normally, I never like to put myself drinking anywhere that I can't get home in some. Yeah. Means. And now's better. Cause it's Uber and that right on some of my other ones, I'm out of town, staying in a hotel. I'm not, I'm going somewhere where we either took a bus because it's a big group or you're in the hotel bar. So it's not like, you know, I just got to make it back to my room. Uh, Which that that. in itself can be a little difficult. In some of the places I've been, yeah, they're fucking confusing as fuck. We stayed in a hotel um, in in Seattle that on the floor, because they had a a hotel bar, um, on the floor... It had blue arrows and red arrows. If you walk the blue line, you were probably headed back to your room. And you basically just had to remember what your room number was. But it had little arrows on the floor. And then for every door, there's a little arrow. And then the next door, a little arrow. When you're hammered with three or four of your best friends and they're all hammered. And you're walking along down this little blue line. And there's an arrow that turns. You turn. Right. I have I woke up like five or six people that night by turning and running square into their <laughs> fucking door. 
Oh, Boom! Shit. I also broke my nose that night <laughs> and was bleeding all over the place. And the last guy door that I ran into, it damn near knocked me out. Like I ran into it. I've got blood everywhere. And I fell back on my ass. And he was getting ready to leave his hotel and go do whatever he was going to do. And he actually is the one who, because my drunk friends, they just kept going. And... I'm li- I'm sitting on the floor, like looking at the door, like, oh my God, what did I just do? And he opens the door and I was like, oh, and he was a big dude. Yeah. And he stepped out and he's like, are you okay? Dude. I'm like, ah, I'm good. You I'm know, I'm great. on the floor all fucked up. And he's like, do you remember your room number? And I told him and he's like, well, we'll take you there and see if that's your room. And, <laughs> and he helped me get the rest of the way to my room. But I remember waking up the next morning, just blood all in my beard, all down the front of my shirt. And I woke up in the chair, so my neck's all kinked Uh. and my face fucking hurts. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm walking around like, did we get in a fight last night? (laughs) We we ended up going to leave or whatever. And the manager was like, yeah, you guys want to see something funny? I was like. Well, yeah, we're all about funny. And he turned the monitor around and on the cameras, you watch me fucking literally just follow the arrows right into the door. I mean, on like five different accounts. And oh, then you shit. see this big dude step out and help me up. And, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. holy fuck. He's like, yeah, door four is where. And then. Boom, I run into the door and he goes, that's where you started bleeding. Because <laughs> when I hit the door, apparently I exhaled and it fucking blew blood on the door. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I get the my Nashville one. They shoved me into a cab. I mean, I remember we were, it was at a trade show. And I mean, that's the one thing I'm about. If you're going to go, you you do the crime, you do the time, right? Yeah. I, I didn't skip out on the show. I did my job. I was hurting, but I made it happen. Well, I ran into the dude that was in the cab, and he was like, do you even make it to your room? I was like, <laughs> it's like yeah. He's like, that's impressive. I figured I'd, you'd be found in the lobby the next morning. Right? right? He's like, no, I made it there. No, didn't remember the guy at all. Again, another person that had to pick me out. The, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. stop. Hey, Casey, how's it going? Yeah, oh, I'm like, fuck. Oh. Fuck, man, not how I need to meet people, right? Yeah, you you walk by somewhere and you got somebody waving at you. You're like, hey, and you're like, I don't know who the fuck you are, but apparently I talked to you last night. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've, I've had that happen a, a couple times. Um, <laughs> again, though, you you have to... They're all fun. You just got to get there safely. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. that's all it boils down to is I love Uber and shit like that. That's awesome. I was more surprised with the red beard because I was the one that paid his Uber home. Oh, I, I know. I can't believe I got all his fucking information <laughs> into the phone correctly. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you only had to be double check it like three times. And, and then it was like this super long fucking Uber ride. And the guy that picked him up was in a red Prius. And remember this because the legendary Redbeard was like, this car matches my beard. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it does. 
It definitely does. And I put him in the cab and I walked around to the driver's side and the guy looked at me and he's like, are you going to? And I'm like, nope. He said, he's on his, he's, you know, whatever. Yeah, he's a solo act, and, homie. And he goes, okay. And I was like, you got that? I said, if you get there and for whatever reason, this address is wrong or whatever, like he doesn't know what the fuck's going on, call me or call the number on the Uber and let us talk to him and we'll get it to the right we'll, place. Yeah. And we'll make sure you're compensated for any bullshit. <laughs> and, uh, and he was super cool. He's like, all right, no big deal. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and if all else fails, just kick him out of the fucking car and mark it on your Uber thing. And we'll come find him. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I, I, again, that's why I won't fully cut loose unless I know I'm in a spot where I can fully cut loose where yeah. I got our have a way home or I'm not going anywhere. I just don't. I'm, when you always have to have that one person who kind of has their head on their shoulders or isn't drinking or whatever. Oh, yeah. No, I've been the non-drinker. I mean, I've I've watched the guy that we got back to the hotel who was literally at the end of a corridor, right? And we're like, okay, look at him go, your room is on the end on the right. You are the last door. Okay. They start walking down the hall, and I shit you not, it was side to side yeah. to side all the way down the hall. And you're just watching as he, he'd start leaning, he'd hit one wall, and he'd start hitting the <laughs> other wall. And, I mean, he zigzagged his way clear down this corridor. But he made it in his room. The next day when he wasn't there by lunchtime, we, we went back to the room to make sure he was alive, <laughs> you know. It was like, well... We gotta. We, we're gonna need to check on him. I've been with the one that actually the same guy, but he left his wallet, his phone, all of his shit at the bar. At the bar, we had it all. He got back to his room. Must have got into his room, so he must have had the key in another pocket. But we had his phone and his wallet. We were leaving the next day. And so we did like we had the desk call and stuff like that. But we're sitting around waiting for the the bus to take us to the airport going. I, I don't know if he's going to make it. I don't know if he's going to make it. And <laughs> like we you're going on, but I'm not missing my plane. Yeah. And <laughs> we have all his shit, you know, basically your credentials will make it home. But your ass is stuck here. <laughs> and just like clockwork, man comes rolling out about 15 minutes before the bus is supposed to be there to pick us up. I was just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Timing is everything. Timing is everything. But, and we've done the thing too where out of town's always kind of fun. I mean, in San Antonio, we picked this little tequila bar and we hit it every single night we were there. But again, it goes back to make friends and treat your bartenders well. Oh, yeah. I've never been a bartender, but I know from all my experience, if you treat them well, they will hook you up. They will take care of your ass. Because I know in San Antonio, we drank a lot. And we did not pay nearly what we should have yeah. for what we drank. It's solely because the bartender liked us and hooked us up. Yeah. I mean, I think, oh, yeah, it was a tequila bar, but it was like, I don't drink tequila. I want a Mai Tai. 
And the bartender's like, mm, I haven't made one before. And I, I Google it, right? And set my phone down. And I'm like, they look it over and they're like, I can do that. It was just damn good Mai Tai. One of the best ones I've ever had. I was like, sweet. You know? <laughs> now, I when it comes down to it, I mean, the, the whole taking care of your bartender thing, it, it's, it's just a necessity when you're going to be out drinking in public. I have had my ass saved multiple times by bartenders who were like, nope, this guy's good. You're a piece of shit. Get out of here. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, cut. And I... I'm the smaller guy in a lot of my friend groups, and so I'm always. But you're the not fucking, a small guy. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not little, but most of my friends are fucking giant, <laughs> and it, it ceases to fail every time I'm in a bar with a bunch of fucking giants. I'm the one that gets picked on. There's, there's somebody, and he's like, oh, "I'm gonna get the little guy." Yes. Let me tell you something right now. The little guy, first off, has had to prove on more than one occasion that he is worthy of hanging out with the Giants. Yeah. We're just going to go there with that. He's paid his dues. Exactly. And on top of this, he's got good backup. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I have been thrown into a bar to save my bacon. By a bouncer who I happen to be really good friends with, who's also like six two and built like a brick shit house. But that's you know, I mean, that's just kind of what it is. That I had the right backup. And that guy started to get stupid. And next thing I knew, it was like, okay, we're in a bad spot here, and I'm gonna about to get fucking kicked out of the bar and thrown in jail. And oh no, we got you. <laughs> but you know, I mean, that's kind of where it goes to is take care of your bartenders. Yeah. So. But would you like to hear a Florida man real quick? So. I would love to hear a Florida man. Okay, so. It says here. Florida man offered to pay officer with hamburger for oral sex. <laughs> I love the look on your face. <laughs> I'm just surprised it wasn't a donut. He might have gotten fired. Right, right. Um, let's see here. Where is it? I'm trying to find the deal. According to the arrest affidavit, Frank Capone, 57, uh, propositioned a female officer he thought was a prostitute. So I'm going to guess it was a sting, ah. which makes it, you know, okay, well, a little okay. bit more understandable, even though, I mean, the payment is with a fucking hamburger. I Okay. Like, I, I've looked at women walking around and I'm like, okay, she needs to eat a cheeseburger, but <laughs> I'm not going to be like, Here, hey, honey. you need to eat a cheeseburger. How about you eat the cheeseburger and then slob them a knob? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just. Let's quick pro quo this. We can do each other a favor here. I feed you. you... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. <laughs> uh, but that's really all it kind of says. It just says that he got a prostitution charge, and that was pretty much it. I mean, really? A hamburger? <laughs> like, I get you getting busted. In, I, I mean, this sting thing, which is... Well, the funny part to me is it's a hamburger. Like, at least put cheese on that, bitch. Yeah. Here, you want this hamburger? <laughs> I mean, 
I, that's probably what got him arrested. Anything else, if he just tried to be like to get it without paying, you know? Yeah. They, well, because at that point, it's not even prostitution; it's consent, right? And so they just kick him out and be like, "Knock it off." But since he threw out the, she was probably right. so insulted. But really, that's what I'm worth to you—a hamburger, a fucking hamburger. Yeah, fuck you, pal. You're spending some time behind. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting a fucking soliciting How do you charge. Get a glazed donut, you motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah. I'll throw in some sprinkles extra for right. you. Oh, right. God. It's just the shit people do. In gen- I, again, it goes back to, and I've said this many times before, I, I wouldn't even be willing to say these things out loud. Like, I've always wondered, how does it get there? Now, the next question is, do you think it's somewhere along the line he's propositioned somebody else with a hamburger and got what he was looking for? So he thought I don't he'd know. go I back think... to that well again? I'm going to guess he was just fucked up. Right. You know, leading into that whole, you know, us talking about drinking and everything else. I'm going to lead with, because he doesn't look like he was, like his mugshot and shit didn't look like he was a crackhead or anything like that. Right. I'm going to guess straight up he was just fucking hammered just drunk and, and was like, yeah and that's they had stopped somewhere and got a burger or whatever and he seen her and <laughs> you know like hey i got extra burgers right right like that's the that's the sting that they set up for all the like oh it happens here all the time right we're gonna bust these like six people that we know are and this is just the freebie guy you know right. the 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 opportunity yeah, where they're busting johns guy. and that I, i've always hated that the both times even when you see the prostitution or the prostitutes get busted and they're like yeah this is like the fifth time we picked her up for prostitution it's like all right if you're not gonna help rehabilitate her or do something why quit just, just give her a punch card in her own pillow yeah quit fucking <laughs> arresting him just you know if you ain't changing a goddamn thing right right well and for me that's the like you know, you you get picked up and arrested, and then you go through the system and all this shit, right? But if you're not going to do something legitimately about the situation, because that seems to be the flaw, instead of actually fixing the problem, we just bust the people who step out of line, you know, continuously. We don't fix anything. Well, right. Just give them a fucking punch card at this point. Well, that's what I, I am way of the, and I'm sure this makes not a lot of people happy, but I am absolutely of the ilk of um, fucking legalize it all and just regulate it. Yeah, right. I mean, if you're not going to fix it. Regulate it, tax it, get your cut, keep everybody as safe as you can in the process, you know. They're doing it anyway, and yeah. I get that doesn't make it right, but there's so many other things in the world that we let happen that aren't fucking right that oh, we yeah. come up with justifications oh, yeah. for. So, look, if we're just going to be greedy, capitalistic fuckers, fucking legalize it all and let yeah. people make their, but then actually put something on there that takes care of them as workers to some oh, degree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whether... Well, uh, nowadays, you got to actually get somebody who's willing to work. But... Job shortage. Oh, God. <laughs> there ain't no job shortage. Mm-hmm. I know an entire industry that can't hire anybody at the moment. <laughs> Trust me, I know the not being able to hire. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean job shortage. I just meant worker shortage. Yeah, worker shortage. That's yeah. more about it. 
yeah, well, just across the board, we're like a 4.2 unemployment rate. Once you get under five, you are scraping the fucking bottom of the barrel. Yeah. You've tapped the workforce that doesn't want to work. So, yeah. But again, maybe though they would want to work if we regulated their. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, I think it would be a much safer place for prostitutes if you legalized it and made it a taxable item. And, sh- well, you know, right. where are you going tonight? I'm going to the prostitution house. <laughs> yeah. But. Again, though, you have to run it right because a lot of those places, there's a few of those places that are run okay. But again, there's a lot that aren't. You yeah. Know? But then that goes back into a whole nother deal we're just not going to delve into. Right. But a hamburger? Fucking seriously? That's all I'm worth to you is a hamburger? <laughs> you know? Uh, I, I mean, I would at least expect flowers for fuck's sake. Just brings me back to the cop episode. Lady gets pissed off because the drug dealer took her money, calls the cops, and then the cop starts <laughs> accusing her of selling drugs. And I don't sell drugs. I'm a prostitute. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. Fuck. Here. <laughs> <laughs> That's that whole offering up information you don't need to. It's like you're obviously on drugs because that's something you probably shouldn't be admitting right, right. now. Right. You just gave them whatever reason they need. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I would agree. That is uh that is more than enough info. <laughs> yeah. That goes back to shut the fuck up. <laughs> this one kind of intrigues me here. Uh December 1st, 2019. Florida man accused of benefiting off dead mom for 15 years. I'm surprised he made it that long. I don't know the backstory, but I've heard more than one story of people who have um, basically been living with whatever parent that was drawing Social Security or something like that older. Yeah. Right. They die. But because that's the income, income, they keep fudging whatever they have to fudge. They hide the body. Don't ever report they were dead or anything like that. But 15 years, that's impressive. A 67-year-old Florida man is accused of cashing his mother's Social Security checks 15 years after she died. Let's see here. Rose Greenberg died in 2004, but her Social Security checks didn't stop depositing into a joint bank account she shared with her son, Richard Greenberg. Southern District of Florida court records records show uh, Richard Greenberg receiving $225,475 in improper funds. Well, yeah. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. I mean, granted, that's 15 years. Yeah, I mean, if a... you divide it up, it's probably not that much. But no, I... in a lump sum, that's a buttload of fucking money but that's you, new rims for my pickup truck and a whole bunch of beer but you think about somebody who's trying to use the system right and oh that, yeah that's a huge supplement oh huge. yeah he's probably oh, yeah. living solely off their social security well no i bet you he are he probably also had like a part-time gig and all right. kinds of shit and the mortgage was all already taken care of and oh yeah yeah, yeah no i i the amount of money is just 
like that's probably just his extra bonus at this point you know because right. you know the first thing that happened was he was like well like you know maybe this was a mistake but it went through and there's like oh i don't know i mean that kind of and then I, it was then it clicked and he was like i'm gonna keep fuck the government i'm gonna keep you know I was gonna say, i'll even give benefit of the doubt maybe the first one was like fuck you know i'm still adjusting to just losing them and right yeah I, i'm just gonna do it this once and then it was like well i need one more month so I, yeah i'm gonna do it one more yeah. time 15 years later, no, you're, you're a piece no, of shit. Now he's a fucking pro. I, yeah, I can kind of see a month or two just kind of being like, yeah, this really helped get him buried and everything else I need to do. But then you got to, uh, my curiosity is how'd they figure out she was dead? At, at what point did that spark? Well, the- so it says an investigation into the check deposit deposits began when he office of Florida's Inspector General's death match audit discovered the benefits. The benefit continued after her death. The last deposit was made in July. He was arrested on November 18th and is charged with 55 counts of theft of government property. He faces a maximum penalty of 10 years. A trial is set for January 14th. Holy shit. So that almost means, sounds like her death was reported and everything. That's, yeah, that's where I'm like, oh, that's this, this one slipped through the cracks type of thing. Like, yeah, but that just shows how much of a dumbass you are, even though he got away with it for 15 years. Yeah. Like, he had a lot of time to cut that off and be like, oh, you know? Yeah. Cause if 55 he counts. Right. Had he done it for, even two years, and they found it 15 years later, they probably wouldn't have pursued him. They probably would have just been like, well, it's uh, going to cost us too much to deal yeah, with this. Yeah, just write it off and move on. Yeah. Right? It, chalk it up to, okay, they got theirs, whatever it yeah. may be. But, I mean, the, the, the total amount of money and the amount of time and all that shit, yeah, you know they were like, oh, fuck. You know, looking at whoever's name was on this this death certificate, you know, all the shit. And they were like, well, George is about to lose his fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. I just, that, that again boggles my mind, though. I, just even to do it. I, I mean, I, I get it. We're hard up as people at times. Um, you got shit, but fuck, just do the right goddamn thing. Yeah, no, I learned about a couple, but when in high school I took an anatomy class and they they brought in the fifteen thousand dollars a year. So you know he had to have at least yeah, he some had to have kind other of, income, yeah. but still uh, to supplement your income, fifteen grand a year with that. I mean, I mean, especially if he was like paying health insurance or anything like that, because you know, I mean, health insurance isn't cheap. No, you know, but so. I mean, whatever, it's a car. I got my car payment, you yeah. know, that's a nice car that you could. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, so it could have been. Yeah, because you're $1,252 a month. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's a brand new fucking. And nowadays, that's a damn near brand new car. Yeah. You know. But that could have been, depending where you're living in Florida, maybe that was rent, you know. Yeah. Maybe. So. Could have been. Could have been crack money. 
It could have been. But I don't see a crackhead pulling this off for 15 years. No, I don't either. I was going to say, I'll give them a little more credit than that. Uh, or it could have been, I wonder if they got caught in the, it worked for a while, but then they're like, well, shit, if I stop, I'm going to get in trouble, right? Right, if I, right. If I call and say she's dead, they're going to be like, well, how come her benefits been cashed for the last two years? Exactly. You know, um, so you just keep rolling with it. But God, I live all that time just waiting to get busted, too. I oh, mean, I was that's sketchy. Their level of that. Nah, fuck that. I'm out. I just wouldn't have done it in the first place. Right. Not only that, I just, I know they're dead and gone and it doesn't matter to them, but, um, and cause I like to say death is for the living, but I, I couldn't do that into their memory. Well, ma, <laughs> I need you to keep taking care of me even after death. Yeah. So uh, let me just take a little more from you. Yeah. Right. Right. I don't know. That's all I got this week for Florida man stuff, though. Well, that's a real piece of shit human being. <laughs> yeah. This well, is that right there is the whole reason why Social Security won't be there when we get to needing it. Yeah, because of fuckheads ripping off the system. Yeah. Oh, uh, how about we go? Uh, would you rather? All right. Okay, here we go. Would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? I would I would prefer to have a personal chef. So, I I cuz I don't even mind picking up stuff around the house and whatever, you know, I mean obviously stuff gets messy and you have to spend a weekend getting shit back in order, right? Right. But there's a sense of accomplishment there, right? Yeah, you feel good. Once you've cleaned everything up, you're like, ooh, yeah. look at what I oh, did. look at this. The place is nice, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at any point in time, I could turn and be like, I want a chicken fried steak for lunch. I'm not, I don't want to cook a chicken fried steak right now. Right. You don't want to do all that work. I get that. Hell I'm with yeah. you 100%. And I'm a fat boy. Right. So I, I got to eat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I could go the other way because my wife is really awesome cook i mean yeah i I love everything she makes so what you're saying is you already have a personal chef casey i don't want to say it that way (laughs) it's not what i'm implying probably better for your health if you You don't don't say say it that that way way. (laughs) i'm just saying i'm content with the meals i have and and i do actually like to cook not that i i want to or always have the time but i occasionally will get the wild hair and i will cook for a while and i'm decent at it um but i like the idea of a personal chef but i hate cleaning stuff and i do a lot of it and i I would tell you that's one of the things we're not housekeepers for the most part i i consider my i'm a great maintenance person as far as I'm a pickup after myself person, so I don't typically have to do a lot of cleaning because I I just don't leave a lot of shit around. Yeah. Um, But when you have busy work life and kids and pets, definitely put, yeah, I I will scrap because kids never like anything you fucking try to feed them anyway. So the the beauty of a personal chef would be lost. It'd be like, they would be the ones going in my house. I want a pickle. 
I want some cheese. <laughs> I want a pickle. I want a cheese. Yeah. I yeah. was like, can you make cheeseburgers? Because that's all they're going to eat. Yeah. Cheeseburgers, french fries? I mean, at this point. Oh, yeah. I, mine, it's chicken nuggets and PB&Js. I mean, right. It's like, I need. I just need a fucking McDonald's in here. I mean, you know, <laughs> I can go find that. I need I can, a robot. Yeah. I, say, I can go find that one cheap. That, yeah. That's not rocket right. science. Anything you make with a little bit of skill and some taste and some flavors, they're like, what's that? I don't know. One of mine's pretty much, it's just raw. It's like. You want what tomatoes and you know? Jesus. Yeah, you can give him a plate full of veggies. He's fine. He's like, yeah, that's that's perfect. The other one is like, it's green. Fuck that. Get that. No. Yeah, I don't what, want green shit. Yeah, no, that's just. Uh, yeah, no, he's he's out. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah. fuck. So I think the personal chef gets lost on the kids, but to have somebody to pick up all the rest of the shit, I'm in for the maid. Yeah. See, and I don't know. I mean. I could say, yeah, I would rather have a maid because, again, I kind of let stuff build up just a little bit. And then, you know, the weekend you go through and you try to hammer it all out. Right. Oh, yeah. That's that's my every weekend laundry, helping pick up and stuff. Yeah. See, and the, and the roles are completely flipped, you know, your life to my life because I take care of the shit on the outside of the house, including the cooking. So if it comes down to barbecuing or smoking something, that's where I'm at. But if it has to do with cooking dinner or laundry or whatever, that's the wife's as bad as this is. That's that's a woman's job. Let me tell you. She's the one. Well, I do. I, I mean, I do the I laundry. I like my women barefoot, pregnant and in the kitchen. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I made that bad joke to my wife when she was pregnant. Hey, look, I got you barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. Nah, that didn't go over <laughs> real well. Casey has made dinner ever since. So I think that cost me a week's worth of dinners now. <laughs> no, but the difference is if I had more time, though, I would split way more cooking duties. But my wife also likes to cook and likes to make new and different things. That's kind of. Yeah. So, I mean, we have the. But it's something you enjoy. Right. And, yeah. that, and that's the thing. It, it's all about what you enjoy. I, I can't speak for her, but I would think she would probably. Well, no, because she likes she'd probably go personal chef, though. Because she likes to eat at all the difference and fancy and stuff like well, that. Well, my thing, my thing with the personal chef is, or with a personal maid, would kind of I would be ten times more worried about somebody having to pick up after me. So I would end up cutting their job in half because I'd be like, oh god, I don't want them to see that pair of underwear, you know? Well, right. That's why I think also my wife would uh, take the the personal chef over the personal maid because she would feel like she had to clean. For the maid, right? Yeah. Clean oh, yeah. before they clean. Yeah. And see, I think I guess that's where I'm different. I don't like people cleaning up after me and stuff like that. But again, for the most part, I'm pretty picked up. Like I pick up after myself. Yeah. So if somebody would come in and run the vacuum and a few things like that, like I wouldn't feel bad about that. I'd be like, no, that that's legit. Uh, you're, you know, if I got all my clothes and uh, I wouldn't give up laundry. I don't know. I love doing laundry. I don't know why. Oh my god, you're such a nutcase. It, it's weird. Laundry is <laughs> my thing. Like I, that's I, I. don't like people doing my laundry. I have found a new, um, like a new want to do the dishes. Oh, since we've moved in here, we don't have a dishwasher, right? Ah, so everything's by hand. Oh no, fuck that. I live like that for years. I hate that shit. You don't get the fucking soap off of of like a soup bowl. Oh enough. yeah, 
you're going to find your ass shitting out chicken noodle soup water <laughs> real quick like. Oh, so no. that's where I have found this new like I I don't want no, I'll just help get it done cuz I don't want this is not okay. Yeah. This has to be rinsed right yeah. and this. And yeah. No, I I get that like forever I I just don't ever feel like anybody can do laundry like me. And it's not like I do anything special. I just like, <laughs> you can't fold that shirt like I can. Well, I, and I think <laughs> some of it's that is because when I do laundry, it's start to finish. Right. So a wash, dry, fold, put away. Like, yeah. so laundry in my house is constantly put away and I could never stand. I mean, we were always guilty of the, for a long time early on, it was like, okay, which pile was clean, which pile was dirty right, because it never right. got folded and put away. But I'm not the get up, make my bed, do you know this or oh, see, that. I'm a big make my bed type of guy. I I grew up with a little bit having to do that. I get the principle behind it. I get why the military has you do it. I'm not even not even that. The dogs. Oh, I it it at at like the minimum when I wake up and get dressed and ready for work. I will take my blanket and cover where, because the wife and I sleep with different blankets. Right. I will cover my spot with my blanket because I can always walk in, grab my blanket, pull it all the way to the end of the bed, shake it once, and then slide it back onto the bed. No problem. But the second you get fucking dirt and shit off of their paws onto the fucking. Yeah. No, I get it. She, oh, you God. feel like you're sleeping in sand and everything. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Well, I kick the dogs out of the room. They're, they only get to be in the room when it's night night time. Outside of that, it's you stay the fuck out of the room. And the only other one that gets to go in there is the cat. Um, but for whatever reason, this cat does not shed like the dogs shed. Oh, God. So it, the cat doesn't really track anything in there. So that's yeah. not a big deal. See, and, and for me... It... And I say I say this and I immediately have like the regret of, oh, no, you want to you want a maid. But. I just would enjoy sitting down to a new exotic meal. Right. And we, that's we kind of find a groove. Yeah, you know, I, I think every taco pizza, salad, pizza, you know, whatever Italian food, we kind of find like it, it normally goes in like month. Yeah, you have phases. You know, you have every Monday you have taco pizza because you're like, oh, God, I can't wait till taco pizza night, you know. And then and then Thursday is, you know, whatever, whatever it might be, you know, your chili night or whatever. But the next month it's fucking Monday is spaghetti day, you know. Right. So we find ourselves falling into those grooves and I would just like and appreciate the fact that you could sit down and be like oh god we're gonna have chicken fried steak tonight what's tomorrow lobster oh fuck yeah you know like you could just get into all these it would just be a complete menu every it and i you know i think like that's why i say i think my wife would be all in on the personal chef for that reason because she likes she likes to try different things she likes to go to different restaurants she always wants she gets bored really easy with food yeah i, I don't partially because she gets bored with food really easy. And so she you were will, a creature of habit. Oh, I totally am. So she'll try new things. All that. The worst part is though, she'll try these new things. They're fucking delicious. And I'm like, Oh sweet. That can go into the routine. Right. Ah, nah, I didn't really like it. I'm not happy with it, <laughs> but, 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 uh, oh, yep. right. well, so that's like, I run into the problem 
my mom growing up always made phenomenal spaghetti. And I don't know if it was the fact that we didn't eat it as much or, but the way she made it was just good. Like oh, I, I just, Oh, hands my down. wife has a spaghetti, her spaghetti's that way in, in the family. It's like, yeah, I don't know what she does, but it's fucking better than anybody's spaghetti. Right. So, and I like my spaghetti with all the stuff in it, right? right. Like the olives, the onions, the mushrooms, mm-hmm. you know, the whole nine, right? My wife hates spaghetti because she threw it up on her 21st birthday and it was this horrific. Uh, and I, so I can understand why. But it doesn't change the fact that I want real fucking spaghetti. So she cooks tomato paste and noodles and then mixes them together. And here's your spaghetti. And I'm like, what in the fuck is this abomination? Yeah, that's not spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I get real spaghetti. My wife says we've got meat in it and olives and mushrooms and yep. onions and all of that. And half of she's actually really good. I think about half the mushrooms and olives. She'll like saute yep. in there. And then like she'll put half in that aren't like that. So it's even within that it's you get mixtures. mixtures. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And her stuff's normally the next day, even fucking better because the right? flavors have had more time to oh, melt yeah. together. Yeah. No, she's like, that's again, why I go with, she would want the personal chef because she wants that variety. Yeah. I have <laughs> my own personal <laughs> chef. So uh, I take the maid. And you are grounded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not going to let you do laundry for a week. <laughs> no shit. No. And I'll, if I told my wife, hey, I'm taking the maid, she'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not what I meant. Here's I mean- the, yeah. I just say, here's the other problem with the maid, right? The chef, most men aren't worried about anybody else's hand in the cookie jar. Right. For whatever reason, that's their, you know, they don't normally. Dude, I will hire a male maid. I don't care. Exactly. That's <laughs> that's where I would be, too, because I'm not I'm not worried about it. Right. Oh, take care totally. of my business. All right. Yeah. I'm not worried about that shit. She is she is more than paid for and satisfied. And that's where you go with that, because if you don't. It won't matter if you have one of those personal maids or chefs <laughs> or anything, because eventually you. Dude might make his own money somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, no shit. No shit. Yeah, not going there. Well, I will tell you that's going to wrap up another episode of Dose of Dysfunction. Uh, check us out. Facebook, Dose of Dysfunction. Dose of Dysfunction for the group. TikTok, Dose of Dysfunction. YouTube, you name it. Uh, please respond, correlate, give us anything you want to see here i know we have we have traditional listeners that listen to us all the time right and i know that because it says we have like 14 of them (laughs) and i i really am trying to get more answers on our facebook stuff so go give us would you rather give us because it's on there you just got to look for my goofy ass in the picture and put your would you rather in there uh anybody else wants to take part in the poll i'm just gonna leave it up it'll be an outstanding deal uh go voice your opinion on the hoa thing i'm sure next week we'll probably come up with another one yeah we can do that so again we appreciate you all 
And whoever you are from Germany, please tell us who you are listening and good night.